I understood then, I, I understood through that conversation that really speaking up for yourself, letting people know in a respectful way what you can and can't do or what may be too much for you, that's important. And I don't think people have that skill because they think that if they disagree or if they say no, then they come off as confrontational. But it's not that. It's just you knowing what your limits are. Welcome to the So You Want to Talk About Leadership podcast, where we redefine leadership. Leadership isn't just what you do. It's who you are, how you make people feel, and how you show up in the world. Stay tuned for a different perspective on leadership to learn grow and expand as a person and leader if you're not afraid to lead by example or live in excellence this show is for you if this is not you come on back when you're ready we'd be glad to have you now here's your host the serial leader himself tony miller jr good morning good afternoon good evening and welcome to another episode of so you want to talk about leadership where I'm your host, Tony Miller Jr. Well, we are back for part two of our Every Leader Has a Hero. And so I hope you enjoy part one. And just to be honest, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my second hero, a hero who I've had my entire life, which will be my mom. And one reason she's a hero is because literally I would not exist if. She did not have me. And so obviously my mom, she carried me for nine months. And I would actually say that she is responsible for even more of who I am and my traits than my dad. And and I honestly say that I wouldn't be where I am today without my mom. And just to tell you a little bit about my mom is that she is the most the most caring individual that, I, that I've ever met. And just, just the way she cares for people, the way she carries her heart on her sleeve, it's, it's really something, it's really something to, to watch and admire. And my mom and I, we, we have a special relationship, and I'm sure that when my mom listens to this episode, she'll probably be surprised to hear and know that I put her in the category of one of my heroes because I don't think that I've ever told her that she's one of my heroes, but she is. And the fact that I haven't told her that is going to, that's going to come up later in this episode. But like I said, my mom and I, we have a very special relationship. She calls me for advice. We just shoot the breeze sometimes. And Honestly, my mom is, for the last seven or eight years of my life, she's been jockeying for a position with my wife on who is my biggest fan. And so, see, my mom and I, we talk every week on a specific day and time just to catch up if we don't text or call or Marco Polo between our official talk day. However, my mom has a superpower that I guess only moms have. And I, and I want you guys to think about this. For those of you out there with kids or nieces or nephews, I want you to imagine them as toddlers. And because I'm experiencing that now with my son, Trey. But I want you to go imagine, no matter whether it's imagining back yesterday or imagining back 10 years ago, 
But imagine him running to greet you at the door every time you got home. And to be honest, that's how my mom makes me feel every time she talks to me. She makes me feel like I'm the only person in the world that exists. And if she's going through anything, it really, it all goes away. I wouldn't know it unless that's the purpose of the conversation that day. But there is a lot more to my mom than just being a great mom. Because just like with my dad, I would put my mom up against anybody's mom on any day. You name the place, you name the time, me and my mom were there. And I know my mom will outmom your mom. And so on my leadership journey, on my journey in life, I've learned and picked up some things from her along the way as well. And just so you know where we're going, it's three things that I want to talk about today, three characteristics that I want to talk about today that my mom epitomizes that some I may not even have, but my mom, she she has this. This is who she is. The first characteristic or the first trait that I learned from my mom and that I see my mom really epitomize is just her grind. Like my mom, she she works hard. I mean, I've seen her growing up working nice shifts, day shifts, split shifts, and making a lot of sacrifices for people. When my mom puts her mind to something, she's going to do it. It's going to get done, and she's not taking no for an answer. She doesn't care how long it takes. She doesn't care how hard it is. I've seen my mom in the last few years take up gardening. Even, even when my mom had a tumor in her leg, she traveled from... Augusta, Georgia, to Memphis, Tennessee, to be at my wedding. And she got up there and we danced and, and, and just everything. And I think for me, just to see my mom make those sacrifices and to see her just grind through different things as when this opportunity is available and it makes sense for her, she's going to pursue it. I'm not really being afraid to pursue, not being afraid of anything. And, and to be honest, I don't have the grind that my mom has because her is on another level. My sister actually has that for my mom. But there are times, there are moments when I've had to, I guess, grind and I've been able to grind through it. And I look at it as I'm able to do that because I see my mom grind through so many different things and not take no for an answer. So when I'm coming up on a deadline or a big project or I need to get something done, I need to get something finished, I'm thinking that, hey, mom was able to make this happen. Mom could do this. Mom could do that. And that's, that's, that's just who my mom is. And I, and I love her so much for just the example that she has set for me. And like I said, I don't think she realizes how much of an impact she's really had on my, on my life. And, and so the first thing, like I said, is just her grind, her ability to grind and, be able to persevere and be be resilient. The next thing about my mom, which if you let my wife tell it, I have this from her to a fault. It's just my mom, my mom is so principled. My mom, she has a belief system, which I think I took a lot of my belief system from her and my dad and just our values. She she believes in it being that way. And and, and yeah, and she she can be flexible, but it like her principles are the pretty principles that that matter, right? Because 
love is very important in our lives. Like being able to show that you care for somebody, being able to show appreciation and express how you feel about someone. That's very important to my family. It's very important to my mom. And I'm reminded of one example that she, just to show you how principled she, she is. Obviously, as a kid, you're not going to agree with everything your mom and dad says. And you may even get upset sometimes with them, whether it's at night or in the morning. And I recall so many times where, whether it's me or my sister, if we're upset with my mom, if we're upset with my dad, if we're upset with each other, usually with our parents, we try to leave and go to the bus stop. But my mom would stop because one thing we did in our house, we told each other that we loved each other. and. If we were mad at dad, if we were mad at mom, and we tried to sneak out the house and go to the bus stop, my mom would tell us, she was like, don't leave this house without telling your dad that you love him. Don't leave this house without telling me that you love me. Don't leave this house without telling your brother, your sister, that you love them. And her reason was because we never knew what was going to happen. She was like, you never know if this is going to be the last time you see this person. And so you need to let them know that you love them. They need to know that you care about them. So if something were to happen, then you'll know the last words, the last moment that you had and shared with that person. It was a positive one, and it was you expressing how much you love them. Even though we told each other multiple times, every time we greeted each other, it was, I love you. Or if we left, it was a good night. I love you. Or see you later. I love you. Bye. I love you. Whatever it was, I love you was there. And that was something very important to my mom. And I think about another example that's specific to me with my mom when it comes to how principled she was, which I understand. And this is one of those moments where, granted, she's a grinder, but she's like, look, I'm not grinding if I don't have to. And so, as you know, I was a high school athlete, as so many people are. And so football and baseball were my thing. So my junior year and senior year, there was talks about me possibly wrestling or playing basketball just to do it. So I can say I did it. Or just do because, hey, I actually may be good at wrestling, not basketball, but wrestling. But my mom, she told me, she's like, hey, you can do it. But listen, I'm the one ripping and running with you, taking you to practice and picking you up after school or different things of that nature. So it's like, hey, you got to pick like we can do two, but we can't do three or four. And so because my heart was with football and baseball, it was an easy decision to, hey, I'm not going to pick up wrestling. I'm not going to pick up basketball. but thinking about just how principled she was. And it wasn't, it wasn't mean. It wasn't anything like, it was just, hey, you can do what you want, but just know that you can't exhaust all of my time and energy to pursue something that's just going to possibly be a hobby and something that you don't really love and pursue. And so I understood that and in and, and that principle conversation, even though I didn't know that was a principle at the time for it, it's really just knowing when to say no and knowing when enough is enough or what you can handle because she's ripping and running with me and my sister. I understood then, I, I understood through that conversation that really speaking up for yourself, letting people know in a respectful way what you can and can't do or what may be too much for you, that's important. And I don't think people have that skill because they think that if they disagree or if they say no, then they come off as, you know, confrontational. But it's not that. It's just you knowing what your limits are. And my mom knew what her limit was, and she was principled in knowing what her limits were, 
even though she was a person who grinded. And this last thing, this last trait, this last characteristic that I want to share about my mom is really just her service. I opened up the episode talking about how she's the most caring individual I've ever met. And my mom, she's been a CNA for a really long time. And so she has taken care of other people's parents. And she's just, she's phenomenal at what she, what she does. And I've seen the way her clients and patients have really just fell in love with her and, and her ability to help them and serve them. And because she's great at what she does, they never want her to go. They never want to see her say, hey, I'm taking on a new case or, hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm walking away, I'm retiring. And just to see the impact when I go home and I may go to a patient's house to see her or to even introduce me to one of her just to hear how they talk about how well, how well she treats the people that she's, that she's helping. Like service is, is her ministry. When you think about leadership, being a servant leader is very important. I think my mom epitomizes being a servant leader because in her mind, in her eyes, there's no job that is too great for her. But more importantly, there's no job that is less or lower than her. And so she doesn't mind getting her hands dirty. And and even with just her love for children, she teaches the children's church. As I was growing up, she would teach the children's church at my in my dad's church and she'd do the Easter speeches and prepare them. And so she'd do all the practices. She she led the Sunbeam Choir and did the rehearsals to make sure that on Sundays they were singing and they were cute because that was service to her. That brought joy to her heart. And it also brought smiles to the faces of those families who got to see their kids, got to see their children participate and act in in ways that edify God, but also showed their ability to learn and memorize songs and memorize speeches and, and different things of that nature. But the one thing that I want to talk about as it pertains to my mom, as I, as I get ready to pivot the conversation, is my wife and I had our son Trey in 2020 of January, which was right before the pandemic. And so we had a plan on how we was going to do daycare and different things of that nature. I had a calendar set and people were going to come in and stay a week. I was going to take off and all of this. But as COVID became COVID, and it was about time for my wife to go back to work, and I had already been back to work, and it was time to make a decision about putting Trey in daycare or not, my mom was like, hey, my grandson will not be in daycare during this time of COVID. We're going to wait and see. It's going to have to get better. And so that August, my mom, she, she told her, she told her job. She was like, hey, my son needs me to take care of his son. So I'm going to Alabama to take care of my first grandson. And I'll be back after that. Now, obviously, that comes back to her being the principal person that she is. But it also was a service. It showed her heart and how much care she had. Because one, yes, she gets to spend a lot of time with their new grandson. But she offered that. My wife and I, we didn't ask my mom to do that, even though we know she would have loved it. But she offered it to us because she cared that much about her grandson. And obviously she wanted to spend some time with him, but she didn't have to do that because we were not going to be able to pay her what she made. And she was also making a sacrifice to where she wouldn't be with my dad 
for about three to four months. And so having been married 30 plus years, that's a lot of time away. And so they made sacrifices to where we would meet halfway so they could see each other spend the weekend. My dad would drive here to spend the weekend because she made the sacrifice. And my dad agreed with that sacrifice for her just to come and really be able to help my wife and I as we tried to get back to work and to kind of normalize it. But also, and more importantly, really to keep Trey safe. And that's, that's my mom. And when you think about her as a, as a grinder, you think about her grind, and you think about her being so principled, and you think about the service she had for others, you get GPS. You get GPS. And I would say that that's what my mom has served in my life. She really served as a GPS or, as she would probably put it, a roadmap. And so her coupled with my dad has helped me stay along the right path and color within the lines, um, with, if you would. And, and so with her being there to guide me and be able to correct me when I'm coloring outside the lines, for her to be able to show me some of the tough love when needed, that has really helped me become who I am and be able to get to where I've gotten. And that's why she's my hero. That's why my mom and my dad are my heroes. Without them, I wouldn't be here. There's key lessons that I've learned from my mom and my dad. And, and, and I've spent the last two episodes talking about my heroes, which is my mom and my dad. But there is a message in each story that I've shared for you. And, and I also have a challenge for you because sometimes heroes don't know that they are heroes. They're just living their life. They're doing the best that they can with the information that they have. And sometimes it helps to know that somebody's looking, that somebody's watching, that somebody's rooting for them. And so the challenge I have for you is that before the week is over, I want you to contact one of your heroes. And I want you just to tell your hero that they are your hero. And you can tell them why. Or you don't have to. But I just want you to tell them that they're your hero and just thank them. Tell them that they're your hero. And you don't know the impact that that may have on their life. The second thing I want you to do after you've told them that they are your hero, I want you to ask your hero how they're doing. Because a lot of times our heroes go through a lot of things that we don't necessarily know. And because we hold them in such high regard, we never think to ask. And the only time we go to them is when we need help, when we're in a bind. And it shouldn't be that way, especially if that hero is giving you so much, even if they don't know that they're giving it to you. And so after you've told your hero that they're your hero and you've asked how they're doing, I want you to lend a helping hand to your hero. I want you to lend a helping hand to your hero. Whatever it is, it may be something very small, but lend a helping hand to your hero. My mom, she loves gardening. So the next time I'm at home, I may go to the garden and say, hey, mom, you want some, you want some help? She may not need it. She probably doesn't need it because I know nothing about gardening. I have no green thumb. But just being there, spending that time with her, that can be big. That can be my lending of a hand to her because we don't get to see each other every day. We don't get to talk every single day. And lastly, I want you to know that your hero is doing the best that they can. We don't have all the answers. And 
Everybody goes through tough times. We don't know what people are going through, but just know that they're doing the best that they can do. And that's what you have to do. That's what we have to do. We have to do the best that we can do with the information that we have. But before I end this episode today, I need you to know that you are somebody's hero. And don't forget that. Whenever you are feeling defeated or you want to quit, always know that someone is watching and rooting for your success. Don't stop. Whatever, don't stop. You are a leader and you are someone's hero. Don't give up on you and don't let, don't let yourself down and don't let them down either. It may get tough, but you can do it. So I have a phone call to make and that's calling my mom and letting her know that she's my hero and asking her how she's doing and then how can I lend her a helping hand and know that my mom is doing the best she can. And I want to share this because I'm talking about my parents. My cousin sent me a video on Instagram a few weeks ago, and it was this guy talking about parents. And he was interviewing this guy and asked, you know, how old are your parents? And the guy was like, hey, my parents are 76, my parents are 74 or whatever. And he said, well, how often do you get to see your parents? A year. And he said, twice. And he said, okay, well, let's just say your parents die in in the next five years. Say they die in five years. He's like, that is really 10 times that you'll see your parents. It's not necessarily five years. And so we have to change our perspective. So when I watched that video and I saw and I thought about it, I'm like, wow. And I see my parents more than twice a year, but we never know when our parents or any other loved ones want to be not here. And the, and the message was, hey, we got to reprioritize some things in our lives because if we only get to our parents twice a year, it makes you want to go see your, your parents. And, and that's what the guy said. He's like, if that's the reality, it's like, it makes me care less about other things. It makes me want to see my parents because my time is limited with them. And so as I'm sharing these stories about my, my mom and my dad, and I even shared that video with my dad, and it makes you think and it put things in perspective. And so I want you as a leader to understand that the time you have with people, whether it is your parents or your heroes or those that work, it's limited. And we don't know when that time will end. So never take that time for granted, which is why I'm challenging you to tell your hero that they're your hero, to ask your hero how they are doing, to lend a helping hand to your hero and to know that they're doing the best they can. And I also want you to be encouraged in knowing that you are someone's hero and for you not to forget that and that I understand that you are doing the best that you can. So thank you for listening. I hope you are able to get at least one nugget that you can now apply to your life. Please don't forget the challenge that has been put before you. And until next time, be the leader that your peers need to see. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you received education, engagement, or empowerment. If you did, please leave a rating, like the episode, share the episode, reach out to Tony, or all of the above. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page in the show notes to get extras as a patron of the show. So until next time, be the leader your peers need to see.